Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. Yeah. Hey, a couple of things. I want to remind you uh, of Grow Groups. You just heard it in the video announcements, but I want to ask you a question. Number one, we're in the middle of a 13-week semester of Grow Groups and and uh, being intentional about growing and discipleship. And here's here are a couple of questions. Question number one, did you get in a group? Question number two, are you still in a group? <laughs> It's easy to get distracted and you're pumped up and energized when things begin. Come on, but we got to finish. You got to learn to finish. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, you got to finish. You got to finish. And so uh, I would encourage you, stick it out. Stay in your group. Be intentional. Uh, you won't regret it in the long run. And another thing that I uh, want to tell you about, we do a thing called Next Steps that we have not done in a while. And uh, back last year... Uh, when everything kind of changed uh, a little bit and, uh, and gathering looked different and there was a lot of stuff online, uh, we took some time and we put all of our Next Steps material on the website. And so uh, we're going to, so what we're asking you to do to kind of restructure the way that we do Next Steps is all of the information, there's a video on there that teaches all about our vision, all about how we're structured, all of those things. And so it's great information for you to know if this is your church, if, if you call this church home or you want to call this church home, uh, you can watch that. There are different assessments and different information that you can print off, that you can pull up. It's all right there on the website. You can go to yourimpactchurch.com, click on Next Steps, uh, one of the tabs at the top will drop down it'll say next steps and you can find all of that there and then once you've done that we're going to have I believe it is uh my wife's not in here but I believe it's March the 31st uh, we'll put it out on social media so you can know for sure but we're going to gather everybody who has gone through that online so instead of gathering multiple times in person we're going to have you do that online, get all the information online, and then we're going to answer questions. You're going to be able to meet some of the leaders in the church if, if, if you're interested in that, and then also opportunities for you to serve. And so one of the things you can print off on there are opportunities where you can serve within the church body. And so we'll be able to kind of give you some information about that. And so uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, roll with that in March. And so go on the website, check that out. Even if you've been through Next Steps in the past, uh, man, it's always good to go back and get a refresher and find out. We've done a series on this. Uh, uh, it's been probably a year ago, year and a half ago, something like that. And But it'd be great for you to get a refresher. If you've never been through it, go check that out. Get all the information so that you know uh, what you're a part of. Amen. And then the last thing before we get into uh, this new series that we're going to start, I want to give you just a quick uh, update on the building. As many of you know, we are in the process of renovating a brand new building. And so the, we're going to try to have some pictures available here that we'll be able to throw up on the screen next week so that you can see kind of how this thing has progressed. But uh, from if those of you that went over there and you prayed over the building, there's uh, pretty much all of the sheetrock is up. They're doing the taping bedding. Uh, they're going to be doing the texturing and painting. And then we're a few weeks out probably from flooring going in. And so uh, with all that being said and done and everything that we're taking into consideration and talking to the contractors, uh, we're thinking, we're thinking, all right, everybody say he's thinking. We're thinking that uh, probably somewhere around the end of May, 1st of June, 
is going to be when we're going to be able to move into that facility. So we're excited about that. There's a lot of work ahead. Um, I'm sure we'll be, we'll be calling on you for maybe a work day here and there. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, to, to help get some things done, once the construction part is complete, there are still some things that are going to have to be done in the building uh, to get it ready for, uh, for ministry and services and things like that. So uh, we're looking forward to that. So hopefully next week we'll be able to have some pictures, kind of give you a, a, you know, a, a picture of what it looks like in different areas now compared to the last time that maybe you've seen it. So, all right. Well, today we are beginning a new series that's going to take us up to Easter Sunday. Come on, can you believe it's almost Easter uh, 2021? It's going to take us up to Easter Sunday, and we're calling this series Spiritual Muscle. Somebody say Spiritual Muscle. Spiritual Muscle. Now here's, we're going we're gonna to dive into this, and I'm going to read uh, some scriptures, several scriptures, and we're going to talk about some different things throughout this series. But here's what I need you to know, and I need you to be prepared. And so I'm going to tell you up front, this is the prerequisite course to this series, all right? I need every person in here, come on, this is one of those things. We're going to talk about some difficult things. We're going to talk about some, some things that uh, you're going to have the opportunity, we'll just say it like this, you're going to have the opportunity to be super offended. <laughs> And so here's what I would say to you. You need a purpose in your heart right now that God loves you, that this is his word, and that you need to resist offense. Because there are some things that I feel like, like the Lord has really put it on my heart that we need to talk about some of these things because we need to be prepared. And we need to know what, what God's word says. And so uh, I'm asking you to resist offense in this series because we're gonna talk about, there's gonna be some things that, that uh, they're just going to be uncomfortable. They're going to be things that you're not going to. You're going to think, well, I didn't know that when you know when when I gave my life to Jesus, like th- this is what to expect. This is what's coming. This is what. And so, uh, for some of you, this is not going to bother you at all. For others of you, this may this may hit you a little bit. I know it did me as I was preparing for some of these messages. Uh, but uh, this series was really kind of birthed out of eight verses that I read, and, and I felt like the Lord just dropped this idea into my heart that we need to talk about this. And one question, and here's the question, I think we have this on the screen, how do we keep our faith in the midst of good and difficulty? How do we keep our faith in the midst of good and difficulty? Now this is in Hebrews chapter 11, and I want to start in verse 32 says, how much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again from death, but others were tortured, refusing to turn from their God or from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. Come on, this is in your Bible. And others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people earned a good reputation. Somebody say all. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. 
Hebrews 11, if you're familiar with Hebrews 11, a lot of times this is referred to the hall of faith, right? We know about sports hall of fames, you know, this is the hall of faith. And so the writer is going through, you know, this is, man, look at Abraham's faith and look at Noah's faith and look at all of these people's faith and how great their faith was and how they kept the faith and everything that they did for the cause of the kingdom and how they were obedient And it's this list of these Old Testament heroes based on their faith. But what's interesting to me is what the writer tells us as we read toward the end of Hebrews 11. So we read all of these great stories and man, Abraham did this and this person did this and they were obedient here and it was counted to him as faith. And and all of these great things happened that... That if you've read the Old Testament, which you should, if you've read the Old Testament, you would read all of these stories. And this writer is kind of recounting all of these things that people have done and how their faith was kept in the midst of all of this. But in, in these eight verses that we just read, we see that some saw miracles and some were tortured. We see that some escaped death and some died by stoning. Some overthrew kingdoms and some were chained in prisons. Some put whole armies to flight and some were sawed in half. Come on, somebody. And at the end of this, here's what I noticed at the end of Hebrews 11, and I kind of put it in this language. It's that success for those who saw the miracles and those who were tortured was to keep the faith. Success, no matter what they endured, like this whole chapter, look at what happened here and what happened here, but at the end of it, it's like, but these people suffered and these people were tortured and these people actually died and these people somebody came against him and these people were sawed in half and these people were stoned but success for everybody that's mentioned was that they kept their faith when it was good they kept their faith when it was in the midst of persecution temptation try they kept their faith They kept their faith. And so this brings me back to our question that we're asking in this series is how do we keep our faith in the midst of good and difficulty? How do we keep our faith when things are good and when things are bad? How do you keep your faith? How do you keep your faith when you're on the mountain? And how do you keep your faith when somebody comes against you? And see, in America, here's what I feel like, you know, talking to people, and here's what I feel like the Lord has been showing me. In America, we don't really get this. We don't really get this. We don't get tortured. We don't get what it means to be sawed in half. We don't get what it means to be really persecuted because you say you believe in Jesus. But what if, and and Amanda mentioned this last week, In the first service, I believe. But what if, here, let me ask you this question. What if your Bible was taken away, what scripture could you stand on? What truth could you stand on if somebody took your Bible away? If you couldn't, what would would you do if there came a time to where you couldn't go to church? What would you do? Would you lean into God because of your intimate relationship with him? Or would you run for the hills because, oh dear Lord, here's the end. What would you do? 
Now, I'm not, I am not prophetically telling you these things are going to happen. But I just felt like the Lord was putting some messages on my heart to really have us take inventory of our lives and our relationship with God. Like, are we a casual Christian or are we a for real Christian? Are you a casual follower of Jesus or are you a for real follower of Jesus? Because there's a difference. And you'll find the difference in the fire. You'll find the difference in the trial. You'll find the difference. You'll find out real quick which kind of believer you are when things are bad. When things are not going your way. And so I, I want to talk about this. And this is just the introduction. i got to move on. Some of you are like, this is just the introduction? And I want us to, to think about this. Let's think about working out for just a moment. When you put weight on the bar, I don't, know, I don't know if you've worked out or not. If you have, then you'll get this. If you haven't, then you can just picture it in your mind and you can just imagine that you work out. I don't know. But when you put weight on the bar, right, if you're going to lift a bar, you put weight on the bar, the, the weight on the bar creates resistance. It's resisting against you. Your goal is to push against that bar, but the more weight you put on it, there is more resistance, When you put weight on a bar that you're about to lift, it creates resistance. And by resisting the weight that is on the bar is how you grow muscle. How you resist is how you grow. How you resist the weight is how you grow. It's where the muscle comes from. No resistance, no muscle. No struggle, no muscle. And so here's something that, that you need to understand today and that I need to understand today. It's this, that resistance, listen, resistance will either crush you or strengthen you based on your response to it. Resistance is either going to crush you or it will strengthen you based on how you respond. How would you respond in the face of real persecution? How you respond to what is coming against you, how you respond to resistance, determines whether you get crushed or you get strengthened. You get crushed. Some of this was revealed, and I gotta hurry, I know it, but some of this was revealed last year. In 2020, some of us found out that when resistance comes, what we, how we responded. And some of us were crushed, and some of us were strengthened. Some people were crushed and had no idea what to do. And listen, I'm not saying that it didn't throw everybody off and that difficult things didn't happen. Oh, no, it did. It did. It was a hard year for a lot of people. But resistance came. And I think some people were crushed and some people were strengthened. We need to resist the things that the enemy is trying to crush us with so that we can develop these spiritual muscles. And so what are these muscles, these spiritual muscles that we need to develop for the times that we're living in? So each week we're going to go through a different one. And I've titled this message today, if you're taking notes, and I would encourage you to, or take pictures of the screen. This, this message is entitled, Endurance is Essential. Endurance is Essential. If we're going to talk about spiritual muscles, 
and resistance and our response to resistance either determines whether we're crushed or we're strengthened, we need to know that endurance is essential. Now here is the definition, um, our definition of what it means to endure is to suffer something painful or difficult patiently. Woo! To suffer something painful or difficult patiently. To remain in existence and to last. And there are a lot of words in this definition that we don't like. We think about this word and there are a lot of words in the definition. Like I don't like the word to begin with, much less all the words that are used to define the word that I don't like. Right? Words like suffer, painful, difficult, patience, oh my gosh, patiently. There are a lot of words, <laughs> there are a lot of words that we don't like that define a word that we don't like. And so what do we need to know about endurance as a, as a Christian? I've got two points for you today and that's it and then we're going to wrap it up and, and, and I'm going to pray for you. But two things that we need to understand, come on look at your neighbor right now, look at your neighbor right now and tell them this message is good. This message is good. Come on look at your other neighbor, tell them I don't like this, <laughs> but I need this. <laughs> I don't like this. But I need this. Endurance is essential. So what do we need to know about endurance? Here's point number one. Jesus spoke about endurance. Jesus himself in the flesh on the earth with his disciples spoke about endurance. Here's what uh, in Matthew 24, Jesus is speaking about the future. He's speaking about the end. In fact, he's even, he's even been asked a question by his disciples. How are we going to know that the end is coming? How are we going to know that it's getting close? How are we going to know that you're about to return? How are we going to know? And this is what Jesus told them. It says in verse 4, Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and threats of wars. But don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Some of us panic. Some of us just need a message on don't panic. Don't panic. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all of this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one, look at verse 13. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. The one who endures to the end will be saved. What we would like for this to say coming out of the mouth of Jesus is that all this stuff's going to happen but you're not going to have to endure anything or go through anything or face anything and it's just going to be easy for you. But that's not what Jesus, capital J, Son of God, came from heaven to earth, died for our sin, rose from the dead. Jesus said, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. In other words, there's going to be some enduring, but, but don't panic because salvation's coming also. There's going to be some enduring, but salvation is also coming. Those that endure to the end will be saved. So Jesus 
in these verses, he's predicting, he's enlightening us on the fact that when the end is getting close, we're going to see things like this that are happening. And there are going to be some things that we are probably going to have to endure. Now, I want to take a moment here and, and say there's a lot of debate, and I'm going to spend a whole lot of time here. There's a lot of debate on, are Christians going to be here? Are we going, are we going, like, pre-tribulation rapture, mid-tribulation rapture, post-tribulation rapture. I heard somebody say one time that they believe in the pan theory, that it's all going to pan out in the end. <laughs> and I really don't feel like I'm supposed to spend a whole lot of time on this and try to convince you one way or the other as to what this is going to look like. But I'm just telling you that Jesus said to his followers, <laughs> Jesus said to his followers, whether we go before the, re the tribulation happens or not, Jesus still said that those who endure to the end will be saved. In other words, it's not going to be easy all the time. Endurance is essential. It's essential. And here's my concern and why I felt so led to speak on this today. My concern is that there are many of us that we're not ready and we're not prepared because we're not working out daily to strengthen our spiritual muscles. And we're just, listen to me, I love you, God loves you enough to tell you the truth. There are some of us that are casually going through life saying we believe in Jesus, that are not going to be prepared. Listen, this is not condemning. This is not to scare you. Listen, you have the God of the universe. You are serving the God of the universe. If you read the end of the book, guess what? We win. Every single time, we win. But I'm just telling you today, Jesus himself said, you're going to need to endure there are going to be some things. I don't know what those things are going to necessarily look like for you. I don't know what those things are going to look like for me. I don't know what those things are going to look like for the church. I don't know what the, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't really need to know. I just need to be prepared. I need to have worked my spiritual muscles out to the point to where no matter what happens, I'm keeping the faith. No matter what happens, I'm not turning my back on God. No matter what happens, I'm not falling away. No matter what happens, I'm going to stand strong in my faith in Jesus. I want to ask you a simple question because I was thinking about, and remember, you got to resist offense in this series, okay? I was thinking about how do you, like, what are some ways that, that you can know? Because I'm like, man, I just don't feel like, I feel like the Lord is saying, listen, there are just some people that aren't prepared. They're just not ready. They're not prepared. They're not taking it seriously. They're not prepared. Their relationship with God is just, it's just kind of this casual thing. Like, they don't, like, like, we need to get for real about our walk with Jesus and following after Jesus. And I started thinking to myself, and I heard somebody one time asking some questions 
And I started thinking back on these questions. And one of these questions that just stuck out to me that this person had asked that I want to ask you today. When we think about Jesus saying you're going to have to endure and those that endure to the end will be saved. And it's not always going to be easy. And we know what the word endure means. That sometimes it means suffering. Sometimes it means trial. Sometimes it means difficulty. And I want to ask you this question. How can you know? Like am I prepared? Would I really really have strong faith? Would I stand strong? Listen. If we won't go to church, listen to me, if we won't go to church because it's raining, won't take seven laps around the pulpit, if we won't go to church because it's raining, are you ready for possible suffering? Are you, are you ready to keep the faith Are you ready to stand strong and keep your faith in Jesus when, you, when there's the possibility that you may face real persecution? When things may get real in your life? When you really find out who the people are in your life that don't like that you follow Jesus? And I could go through, some, I could go through a bunch of questions and I don't have time today, but I was just thinking, I'm like, If I won't do some of the things that I'm not willing to do, when, come on, let's face it, it's not that difficult. Am I really going to be ready? Am I really going to be prepared? Is my faith really grounded? Am I really rooted in him? Is it, am I really ready for anything that comes? No matter what I face, like I'm keeping my faith in Jesus as a Christian, we have to understand that endurance is essential. Here's, here's point number two. Point number one, Jesus spoke about endurance. Here's point number two. Problems develop endurance. Problems, or we could say trials, they develop endurance. And I want to read you a few verses here. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. It says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. James chapter 1, starting in verse 2. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Are you, are you catching this? You know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Why in the world would I need my endurance to grow if I was not going to need to use it? Why would the Bible say in multiple places that, listen, problems and trials, these things are producing, they're developing endurance, and endurance does this, and this does this, and this, you know, and, and you can have confidence in this hope of salvation. Like, there's good news. But why would I need to develop endurance? Why, why would it say, let it grow? Let your endurance grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And then down at verse 12, it says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And I love the fact that it says afterward. I don't love the fact that it says afterward. I just read the fact that it says afterward. After they have endured some things, then they're going to receive 
the prize. They're going to receive what it is that they are really desiring. Listen, problems and trials are the resistance that will either crush you or strengthen you based on your response to them. Come on, you're going you're gonna to face resistance. You don't need to walk out of here fearful. You don't need to walk out of here condemned. You don't need to walk out of here just freaked out. Like, that is not, you don't have to be, God has not given you a spirit of fear. You don't have to be fearful. But I think that we have God's word for a reason. And he's saying, listen, these problems and trials, like they, they are the resistance that is either going to crush you or strengthen you based on your response to them. Come on, can anybody remember a time in your life when you were crushed by something that happened in your life and you realize, wow, apparently my faith wasn't as deep, wasn't as strong as what I thought it was. This, these are the things that will either crush or they will strengthen and many of us stop working out because it makes us sore the first little bit when we start. We don't want to work through the resistance and we don't want to work through the pain to develop the endurance that we need to be able to get stronger. I want to bring the worship team back. And I was thinking about this, just a, a simple example. But the, on February the 1st, so I had coached our oldest boys basketball team, and there are several basketball teams in our in our league, older and younger. And so the high school team, and they're pretty good. The high school team, the the like the 14, 15, and 16 year olds just won regionals out of I don't know how many teams that were in Dallas. And so they do this thing every year where they have the coaches versus the players. Come on. <laughs> And I heard, oh, it's the coaches versus the players. This is going to be so good. Can I just tell you, it was not good. <laughs> it was not good at all. But here's one thing that I discovered. And we were all talking it, later on that week. We were back at the gym, and we were, we were joking with each other. And here's what I discovered. I did not have as much endurance <laughs> as I used to have when I was like 17. <laughs> but you want to know Why? Because when I was 17, I was running and working out and exercising more and running more and running track and playing basketball and running lines and run. Come on, did I say running? I mean, like we ran, we practiced for three hours. We probably spent half of it running. Why? Because we needed that endurance whenever we got in the game. And boy, I found out quick. On February the 1st, 2021, that I was not cut out to run up and down a gym floor with 16, 17, and 18-year-old boys. Not one bit. And after about two minutes of being, I mean, we were rotating in and out like clockwork. I mean, it was just like every two to three minutes, we're like, mm, yep. <laughs> Need a break. Can't feel my legs anymore. <laughs> It was rough. But the reason why I was so exhausted and the reason why I was so tired and the reason why I was so sore for like a week and a half after that, just being real, was because I had not, I had not done the work ahead of time to build up strength and endurance 
that I was going to need for that thing that I was about to do. Now, I'm not telling you, I don't know what's going to happen in your life. I don't know what's going to happen in my life. I don't know what's going to happen in our country. I don't know what, like, I'm not here to tell you what's going to happen. I'm here to tell you that Jesus said that you're going to need to endure. There's going to be some struggle. It's not always going to be easy. But if you read on in the if you read on in the New Testament, it tells us how we how we develop endurance and how we how we get to the place to where our endurance and we have strength and we have all of these things that we need. And listen to me, I don't need to bail on my faith when I run into a problem or a trial. That's that's not the time to bail. Because the Word of God says that trials and problems, they're developing endurance. That endurance is working on your character. So that you can have confident hope in what? The salvation that Jesus even talked about back in Matthew 24. Those who endure to the end will be saved. They will be saved. Salvation is coming. How do we get confident hope in the salvation that Jesus is talking about? It's by going through some things sometimes that are developing in us the endurance and the character that we need to be able to sustain and to to stand firm in our faith in the face of anything, in the midst of anything. And as I was studying this, I noticed I noticed a few things and if you do if, if you do a word study on the word endure, it's the same it's the same uh, form of the word that's used in every scripture we just read. Every single one. When Jesus said it, he used this word. When James wrote it, he used this word. When Paul wrote it, he used the same word. And so to me, it shows me that there's a link. It's all talking about the same word. The same original word. And listen, when It's the problems and the trials that we that we face in our life currently and in the days to come that develop the the very thing that Jesus said we were going to need. And so there are so many of us and and I don't have time to really get into all this but did Jesus send it or did God send it or is it the devil coming against you or did you know is it your own flesh is it you know what it's the problems and the trials it's the hard things that that we walk through that develop the endurance that Jesus is talking about same word same word those who endure to the end will be saved how how, it's the problems and trials that you go through that that develop the endurance in you Every difficult situation that you face at work or at home or in life is not always the enemy trying to destroy you. Could be. Could be your own stupid decisions. But more than likely, it's something that God wants to use in your life to develop what He needs to develop in you. When you, 
avoid everything hard in your life, you are depriving yourself of the very thing that God is trying to use to produce the endurance in you that Jesus spoke about you needing. I'll say that again. I had to read it because I'm going to mess it up if I don't read it. When you avoid everything hard in your life, you are depriving yourself of the very thing that God is trying to use to produce the endurance in you that Jesus spoke about you needing. Listen, now's not the time to quit. Now's not the time to throw in the towel. Can I say it this way? Now's not the time to be a weak Christian. Now's not the time to be a casual Christian. there's a lost and dying world that needs to know about Jesus I love I don't, I'm not going to read it for the sake of time but you can read it on your own time in Matthew 11 verses 1 through 6 I've got it in my notes but I love verse 6 it says and, and he added talking about Jesus and this is John the Baptist and, and he's he's in prison and he sends word to Jesus and he says, hey, go ask, like, is he the guy that we've been waiting on? Is he the guy that we're supposed to be? Like, you, you ever do that with God? You're like, you know, God, are you like, mm, you know, are you are you really going to come through? Is it really going to happen? Are you really, you know, because I'm kind of sitting here in the middle of it and I don't really know, you know. And I love what Jesus says at the end. It says, and he added after he told him, he said, go back and tell John basically everything you see. This is happening and this is happening and this is done and this is taking place. And he says, and he added, and God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. And I, I kind of reworded it in my own language as I felt like the Lord spoke it to me. And another way I think that we could say verse six is God blesses those who are not offended. Come on, there's some things, there's some things that Jesus said that if you're just a casual Christian, it'll offend you. And you're like, hmm, nobody told me about that when I walked down and prayed. Nobody, nobody told me that Jesus said that. But he says, he, what, what was he saying? Jesus was, basically, Jesus, if you read the story, Jesus stayed where he was. And John was like, you help a brother out. <laughs> like, this is, I'm, I'm sitting right here in the middle of it, and, and, and I don't like it. And Jesus said, go back and, go back and tell him everything that you see. God blesses those who don't fall away, who don't turn away because of me, because of some of the things that, that I do, because of, because of some of the things that, <laughs> that I'm trying to work out or that I'm trying to, that you really don't understand, that you really don't get, that you really don't, you don't really comprehend just yet, but that you'll know fully one day. We stand to your feet today. The enemy is going to try to take opportunities to try to make you offended. Offended at people. Offended at Jesus. Offended at the word. Come on, you hear you hear a message like this, you hear the word and you think, mm, I don't know if I like that. But I just don't want us to be caught off guard by something that the Bible clearly tells us as believers as a part of being a believer in a dark world. Being a light in a dark world. And so will you bow your heads and close your eyes today? 
I know this is, for some of us, this is probably a little heavy, but it's truth. For some of us, it's difficult. For some of us, it's easy. For some of us, you know, like, for some of us, we've heard this. For some of us, we've never heard this. But here's, here's all I'm asking you to do. And then we're gonna sing for just a moment. All I'm asking you to do is ask the Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me through this message? What are you speaking to me through your word, through what you've said about enduring? And how can I, how, how do you want to prepare me? How, how do you want to, how do I need to get my faith deeply rooted so that I can stand firm in the face of anything? And so God, right now, as we're all across this room and Lord, sometimes, what you've told us and what you've shared with us and what we read in your word, it's its not, sometimes it's not what we want to hear, but it's always what we need to hear. So God, I just ask that you would speak to your people all across this room, Lord, that you would reveal where maybe there's some casual Christianity or maybe there's, you know, some roots that need to go deeper into you so that we can stand firm in the face of any difficulty and any trial and any problem and any persecution and just no matter what comes our way no matter what we face that we would be deeply rooted that our faith would be deeply rooted in you and lord i pray as we sing this last song for just a few moments and we worship you god that you would you would do a work in our hearts Lord, that you would work out the things inside of us that need to be worked out and that we would take your word to heart and that we would apply it to our lives. Lord, that we would, that we would make you the center and that we, would, that we would do the things that you're calling us to do and that we would be obedient and that we would be prepared. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what you've spoken to us. And God, we worship you and we give you all the praise, all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.